Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. Susie Batiste is a serial creator and expert in entrepreneurial intuition who built an empire by challenging societal norms after rising from life's lowest lows by following an alive idea. Best known as the creator and CEO of Poopery, the all-natural before-you-go toilet spray and game-changing household cleaning line, Supernatural. Today, Susie teaches entrepreneurs to tune into intuition and turn on their body intelligence to achieve a naturally abundant flow state in life and business. Susie has been featured by leading publications, including The New Yorker, Forbes, CNBC, Fast Company, and Entrepreneur. She has been named one of Forbes' richest self-made women in America in 2019, Entrepreneur of the Year in 2017, Conscious Company's world-changing women in 2019, Earth X's community leader of the year in 2019. Whoo, holy shit, no pun intended. Um, before I dive in, I just want to say Susie is my biggest inspiration inspiration in business, and I couldn't be more grateful uh, than the timing. It is an auspicious day for me, and I'm so grateful to have you, so welcome. Oh my gosh, welcome. Thank you for that incredible intro. I mean, it's you. <laughs> I, hope I, just, I hope I can live up to it. <laughs> I, just re- I just read your bio, so um, yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you today, and um, you know, not really knowing where to begin because I do have a lot of questions. What I really want is just to let you talk. Um, I tend to talk a lot, so um, mm-hmm. I'm going to try and uh, be quiet. Um, but I was just telling you offline when I'm asked um, who my biggest inspiration is in business, I've been doing some interviews lately, and it's a short list, um, and it's Susie Batiste. So mm-hmm. um, dream guest uh, day for me, and yeah. So anyway, I'm so excited. So honored. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you why too. Um, it's, uh, I look up to you because you've created a platform. You built something amazing by solving a problem. Poopery, Mm -hmm. um, who every household, you know, every household, every date, every sleepover I've ever had, it's there in the bathroom, you know, and, what I love about that is you created this product and then launched an empire um, and just of truth telling, of authenticity, of spirituality, and just fully owning who you are. 
And it's, um, it's really inspiring. And I don't want to say as a woman in business, I just want to say as an entrepreneur in business, mm, tired of this you. women in business bullshit. Me too. Thank you. So, you know, sometimes people will go, how do you feel being a woman in business? I'm like, I'm a person in business. They're like, what if you're at a table with nine men? I'm like, I'm a person at a table with nine other people. Like, why are we still talking about this? I was just in an article and I think in Forbes and it was top female CEOs give their advice on marketing and branding. I'm like, this is unreal. It's 2020. <laughs> Catch up. Um, anyway, so I start every podcast by just asking, how are you? What's going on in your world? Uh, tell me everything. Yeah, I actually am really great. I, um, I'm not going to say I feel guilty anymore. I've been saying that for a couple months. Like, I feel guilty. I'm feeling really good, but I feel amazing. I've been camped out in Beverly Hills I had um, a surgery here a couple months ago and then COVID came and I decided to stay. So I think I will have been here by the time I leave the end of June for four months. So I've had like a little Beverly Hills vacation and it's been really lovely. I've, I've got a view of like seven ranges of mountains. I'm at the high, one of the highest points here and just feeling blessed and alive every single day, you know? I love that. I um I have had a similar experience. I run a digital marketing agency, so business has been booming. And I live in Santa Cruz. I get to go to the beach every day. Um, you're meeting me in a a, a random low. Um, but before this uh, week, COVID has you know we've been busier than ever, and I have felt guilty as well. Um, how did you change your mindset, or like what sort sort of shifted into? Well, actually, I was just thinking the other day because I said, I feel kind of guilty because, you know, I've been doing really well. Mm -hmm. And I thought, why do we have to feel guilty about being happy and joyous, even in a tough time? You know, um, there's some things that, you know, poopery, we had we had a really bad first quarter. You know, we pivoted and uh, picked that up, you know, by being so nimble and flexible and wonderful. But, you know, when you're in business for long term, things happen. You know, you have ups, you have downs, you have sideways. And I think over time, what you get is to not be on the roller coaster with them and you can just sort of observe them. So it's kind of like I'm sitting out here going, wow, OK, we're going through some wild times here. But I feel really, really good. Mm. And I don't feel guilty about that. I've worked really hard on my inner state and inner being. So I'm just I'm not apologizing anymore. I feel great. I love that. <laughs> It's good to have permission to feel good. I think it's easier, yeah. you know, two things have it, one, you know, it's easier for us to feel pain than joy, which is so crazy. Like it comes more naturally and to feel joy, actually speaking of gay Hendricks, he talks about this to feel joy for an extended period of time is actually not normal. And we're looking to self-sabotage that all the time. So especially yeah. in a time like this, when so many people are struggling, it's been really hard for me to say, business is doing really well. My marriage feels really good. Like just, you know, these things that, um, it's hard to admit, especially at this time, but you're right in general, it's like a weird thing admitting that we're happy. I know. Well, you know what gay says? And I, I say this too, I have two quarantine mates, which are really funny. And one of my friends from Arkansas, where I grew up, 
and she worked for for my company but came up helping me with my surgery and uh she stayed so she's with me and then a musician that i've been helping he's like 27 you know this young guy is here with these two mamas you know which is a really we should have we should have had a camera on us but several times i tell them that you know gay says if you want to know how you're doing in your life just look around yeah. look at the life you've created and so we'll, we'll just be, I'm like, so if you want to know how you're doing, look around. I'm like, we're doing pretty good. Like, yeah. So whatever decisions we've made and work that we've done to get ourselves to this point, like, you know, it's nice to be able to say good job. Right. Yeah. And sometimes so we don't do that. It's so simple. Sometimes we don't, I don't do that to myself. You know, I can say it to other people, but for me to actually go, you know what, Susie, good job, man. Good job. All your work's paying off. Yeah. It's nice yeah. to give ourselves that permission. I yeah. appreciate that. So, um, basically you started, uh, with poopery, which is like this game changing problem solving. I always look at things with a marketing hat and I'm like, check, 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 check. Like <laughs> one of the best ideas and products. But, um, what really inspires me about you is how you, uh, people are listening. Um, you are speaking very authentically, truthfully. Um, and, when did that start? Um, at what point, I guess, in your empire building entrepreneurial career, did you start feeling confident maybe from the beginning um, in really just owning the sort of spirituality part, the feminine part, um, maybe the things that don't typically get associated with like, you know, big business? Yeah. Um, so there's two different questions there. I'd love to, I would love to answer it two different directions. When we started being really authentic, because I think this is important. Um, we always were, you know, poopery's principle before you go, but we we're kind of cutesy. And about eight years in, when we had our first viral video, we were $4 million in back order. Our customers hated us, right? Because we'd only been doing eight, we were doing $8 million in revenue then. And we, we were in three days, like $4 million in back order. We sold all of our inventory plus $4 million in back order. And I canceled all the orders or we would have been deeper in back order. But people were like, you ripped us off. You took our money. And I was like, ah. So my world blew up really quickly. And I remember having to make a call. And this is way before brands were authentic or you told the truth or, you know, not saying that we lied, but we didn't. We weren't as brutally honest as we were. We were if somebody called in customer service, but we never did a lot of marketing. But I remembered our team said, what should we do? And I said, we're going to tell them the truth. We're going to write. You caught us with our pants down. You know, we screwed up and we'll give you our money back, basically. So that's when we started really knowing that the truth will set you free. Right. And it was funny. I think out of all those orders, I mean, these are millions of orders. We had one person or one or two asked for their money back. Um, so people loved and really received that honesty, you know, yeah. and that was really affirming for us because it was a big move. It was, you know, back then it wasn't what people did, but, um, anyway, so that was with our brand, we started becoming like super brutally honest and authentic, but within myself, um, I've always been like a closet, you know, I was traveling down uh, to Peru doing ayahuasca 15 years ago. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I've been on this journey for a long time. You know, I would go down, I would leave my business for two weeks at a time and no Wi-Fi, no cell phone. I'd be like, hey, guys, I'm going to the jungle, do ayahuasca, I'll be back. And it's funny now they'll say, you know, we didn't know what the hell we were doing, right? <laughs> you, you would just leave. And wow. I'd be like, everything's going to be great. You know, I'll be back. 
So I had a lot of trust and faith, but really my spiritual development and my spiritual evolution was way more important than business. As a matter of fact, I thought I was going to be a shaman. I didn't know what I was doing in business until a shaman told me that, um, that shamans move energy that money is energy and business is the biggest way to move money. And I can do more good in the world being in business than I can down there pouring ayahuasca to 20 people at a time. So I decided to keep going down there, but I was really closet. You know, I've had a feng shui consultant. I talked to his astrologers, you know, we have like literally we have uh, energy workers come into our office and they've been doing that for since we've been in business 14 years. And um, a few years ago, when Tim Ferriss started talking about ayahuasca, and I'm like, hold on. Like, dude, I've been doing this stuff way before it was cool, right? But I lived in Dallas, and it kept it really kind of, not that I meant to keep it undercover, but I was just kind of, you know, I was interested in, in cleaning up my crap that was in my life. So I wasn't so interested. I was really had blinders on. Like I've been through a lot of crap in my life. I've got to clean it up. And my goal is to reach my highest evolution this lifetime. And, uh, but then when I started seeing other people talk about it, I'm like, I should be talking about this. You know, why am I not talking about it? I have the right, I've deserved this. I've been doing this for a long time, but also I feel like that is the secret that I know to doing business and doing business differently. I really resisted being a brand or coming out in the world. I'm like, it's not about me. So it really took me kind of owning myself and valuing the work that I've done. Uh, And I think that's at that point when you want to naturally share it. Yeah. And then I started wanting to share it. Yeah. So it's like I got a secret. Like I know. And I think I, I do struggle with that. So my listeners know I have a deep spiritual practice. I travel to Nepal. I have a guru, all of this stuff. Right. And I just recently, very recently, like I go between this. Um, it's sacred, right? It's mine. It's sacred. Like uh, one of my friends suggested, I we do these sat songs with this sadhu in India once a week, and he was like, "What about having Ma on your podcast?" And I was like, "No, like it's so sacred. That's mine. Oh my god, I could never imagine." But also, it's the most authentic audience I've like ever witnessed is the audience that she brings to these like Zoom sat songs. We live for them, and I think finding the balance between it being so sacred, but also it is everything I do. Like I'm giving it to like, you know, before this podcast, I, you know, it's all in the grace and that's my prayer. It's give them what they need, like let it come through. So every business decision I make, every anything, like it's woven in. And I love how honest and just sort of, you know, out there you are with it, even your website, like from the minute you come to your website, it's like, whoa. Like, and that's who I sent. I sent my web designers, your site. They were like, can we get Uh like 10, can we get like 10 things of what, you know, I had this like shitty website. It's like the cobbler with shitty shoes. You know, I had this, I have a marketing and branding agency, but I had the shittiest website because all I do is work for my clients. And finally I was like, I think we need a new site. And they were like, can you send us some like, you know, ideas of what you want? And all I sent them was your site. (laughs) I was just like, And they were like, okay, this is like, I get it. You know, I'm like, it's business meets woo woo meets company meets thought leader meets all of these things because you have sort of two. And that's one of my questions. I'm jumping all over here, but um, there's Susie Batiste, the thought leader who's like saying these radical things and stepping out on stage and standing up for all of this authenticity. But then there's these two companies and does that ever collide or does like it fuel the other one or has that ever been? I don't know, complicated? 
It does. Sometimes it does collide, you know, and my team will tell me sometimes because, you know, my my question with poopery especially has been, okay, so we have the world talking about bathroom odor, about pooping. What else can we talk about? You know, so I've always wanted to push that envelope and that edge. And my team will literally tell me sometimes, watch getting your own personal agenda involved with the brand, you know, so, and I appreciate that. It's a good I have. It is. I have a radically honest team. You know, they'll let me know like, okay, you're going a little far, you know, here. So they're very protective about the brand and the the brand voice and the brand image. And uh, it was a little tough for me at first. I'm like, it's my company. You know, I should be able to do what I want. And then when I really feel into it, I'm like, would, would Poopery as the living dynamic organism, as, it, as the entity it is, really be talking about the things that I talk about, I'm not so sure. So I have learned to, it's, it's almost like when you're the mother of a child, like my children will, they don't all practice exactly what I practice. You know, they have their own spirit and their own energy. And then you look at Poopery's voice compared to Supernatural's voice and, you know, opening a new company called Superbees, we're doing these amazing cookies. And then they all are completely different. So I've started looking at these brands and companies like children and letting them express their energy and me not using what I want to do before. Now, I say that, but then the bigger caveat to that, Krista, is that I, with with Poopery, we are about, we have three words and it's um, defy, liberate, and transform. Hmm. So that is also my agenda. Right. I the only reason I work on personal development is so I can liberate myself from any sort of chains or bondage that I have from my past or conditioning or society. It's constantly an evolution for me to find that place of where I'm free. Um, so the underbelly of poopery is that. But what I make sure is that poopery doesn't have to be the person, the kid that I'm pushing out in front saying, you go speak for that because I don't want to. So I've learned to separate myself as a voice. And Susie Batiste can have her voice, but poopery has her voice. But poopery's voice is always about liberation and transformation. Yeah. And it doesn't make it any less authentic. I totally agree. I um, I really appreciate you saying that because one one thing that I do, everyone thinks I'm a marketing coach, but really I'm a resistance coach because everybody has so much resistance. Like the strategy will work. It's like marketing strategies are not rocket science. It's your mindset. It's your energy. Obviously it's your intention. And that's what I work with people on all of the time. But I think one thing I specifically tell people is to separate themselves from their business. And that's a huge one for me. Every morning I have coffee with my business and I close my eyes. Like I have my meditation practice, which is separate, but then I have a separate practice that I do every morning where I talk to my business, like, what do you need today? And when I shifted that from like, even though it's my face, I'm the one making sales. I'm the reason why people come in. They come for me. They stay for my team, but I am the reason why people come through our door. And it's hard to get, like, it gets ego. It gets funny, you know, thinking like I am the business. Who would I be without it? La, 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 down that rabbit hole. But once I was able to separate myself from it, it's like, oh, this is what the business needs today. It has its own energy. It has its own agenda. And if you just listen, that's it. It it will actually tell you. (laughs) It will tell you. Yes. Yeah. I love that. You know that it's like, you know, why? And I really did feel when my team said, be careful. I thought, yeah, that's like that. The mom that pushes the kid out on stage, like you go do that, whether you want to or not. So then I started having compassion for the energy of Poopery and really honoring her voice and what she wants to speak about knowing that she is of me. So she does want to speak about liberation and transformation, but it may not be exactly the way I speak about it. 
Totally. Totally. A friend said to me recently, like, you don't have to want to get a beer with every single one of your clients. And, and he's like, I want you to sit with that. And because it's really, I have my integrity and uh, steadfast and truth can easily become righteous uh, very, very easily. And so (laughs) it's a fine line. I'm trying to always walk, you know, uh, my husband always says, uh, he's like, just because you're right, doesn't mean you're not the asshole. Right. So it's like, (laughs) you know, who, what bridge am I going to have to burn in my righteousness? And, and I think with the business, that's something that's constantly like, well, you know, there's Krista, the thought leader. I have this talk called marketing your Dharma. You know, I have all of these spiels about honest business and la la la, and I can easily get on this soapbox, but then there's my agency that's like demanding certain things of me. And it's, it's a fine line. And I just, I appreciate everything you're saying. I I watched your talk marketing your Dharma. When was that? Was that a couple of years ago? Yeah. Yeah. I watched that. Really? Isn't that weird? And I loved it. That was my first talk. I hate that it's <gasps> even recorded. No, I, it was at least two years. I think it was a couple of years ago. And I remember seeing this and thinking, this girl knows what it's about. I, I never clicked these together till just now. Oh yes. my God. I'm like, I don't know how I watched it. I chill bumped. No, it was so good. Oh my God. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So it's this whole thing, you know, and obviously now if you're putting those together, you can see why I'm so inspired by you and and what you're doing, because it's just, it's alive, which is what I wanted to lead into. Um, I'm a big believer in energy. Uh, Like I said, so much what I do is this resistance coaching. I also believe money is energy and the exchange of it is so, so, so sacred to me. Um, what is alive? How do you know an idea is alive? And then what do you do once you know? Oh, yeah, I love that. I feel excited answering that question. Um, you know, this happened. So the, the quick story of this is that a few years ago, somebody wanted to do an interview with me or they wanted to film me. And he said, how do you know which idea to follow? And I was like, I don't know. When I was trying to tell him this feeling in my body. And anyway, this was a few years ago. And anyway, I, I said, I don't know. Let me get back to you. So I started looking in my business and really using my business as a kind of a Petri dish of exploration. Like, how do I know? You know, so it became this inquiry within myself. And what I realized is things that turned me on or what I felt excited about usually worked out and the things that didn't didn't and I started thinking wow that's pretty cool so I called Dr. Bruce Lipton and asked him are ideas alive he said why do you ask and I said well I have this theory that the ideas that I go towards that feel really good are alive and he said um great question he taught me about resonance and dissonance and um he said everything is energetic vibration and every living thing is seeking more life force energy and what was so fun about that is and when I understood resonance and dissonance, and just for people that don't know about it real quickly, resonance is when you put two energy waves traveling, they're the same. So they're traveling same speed, same height. You put those two together, they create a bigger energy wave than they would apart. So it's not one plus one equals two, it's one plus one equals five, you know? And then dissonance is when you have energy waves that are that are traveling at different speeds and different wavelengths. You put those two together and it's like noise canceling headphones. One plus one doesn't equal, it, it equals like negative five, right? So you literally have less energy together and individually than you do even without the relationship. So what I started noticing is if I think about these things as energy and what I realize is what happens with an alive idea 
that actually turns you on, you actually, it's one plus one equals five. You actually have more life force energy than you had before. So those things that are dragging us down, people that are in situations or businesses that they hate and it's really awful, you are literally reducing your life force energy. So let's just talk biology. Dr. Bruce Lipton is a you know, biological, whatever he is, you know, um, scientist, <laughs> cellular biologist. I think that's his proper term. But anyway, like he's like, this is biology. Like you are literally reducing your life force energy. So I want more life force energy. So I, was, I, I had that as a framework. And then I said, okay, great. So these ideas that make me excited, you know, uh, give me more energy. But then I started noticing that I came down to four different signs me of an alive idea. I normally had a goosebump or something like just when I said, hold on, I saw you, you know, right that my body gets this chill bumps in it. Mine comes up my left leg and left arm. Um, I get really excited. You know, I have literally more energy, no coffee or, you know, chemicals needed. And um, the idea doesn't go away. It keeps coming back to me. And then there's always synchronicity. It's mm. always this like, oh, hold on. I know you. I remember you. So there's some sort of magic involved and it always is affirming. So what I do is I teach people when you have some of these, notice the chill bumps, notice you up at night researching all night long, notice the idea doesn't go away, notice the synchronicities and really start following that like breadcrumb trails. And that's how you know an idea is alive. Now, the opposite is what I call struggle. And at our company, we literally, I will have people call me and they'll say, hey, we're in struggle with this project. And I'll say, what's going on? You know, and I'll get the details and I'll say, what do you want to do? And they're like, I think we need to hold it for now. And we've done this with million, multi-million dollar projects. You know, we've spent hundreds of thousand dollars on, you know, being in the middle of something and going, we're in struggle here. So we stop, we pause. Sometimes we even shelf it. Um, Yeah. So if you think about it, it, like you're surfing. If you're, if you're on a wave and then all of a sudden the wave just dies, you can't keep making it paddle, right? It's like something went wrong. Now there's a whole methodology behind what happens. Usually it's an overrider compromise. We're pushing through, we're trying to make it happen rather than following the natural flow. Um, But I really practice this and I'll tell you practices more than anyone, Katie Hendricks. Um, If something is not in flow, that woman, I did a workshop with her once And this woman's credit card wouldn't go through. And I said, Katie, I've tried this woman's credit card four times. She goes, that's it. She's not coming. I'm like, what? Like I need to. Wow. Oh yeah. And this is how impeccable she is about energy. Gay's the same way. And um, I love that. I know. And I said, what do you mean? I've got to call this woman. So I called the woman and she was mad at me, you know? Yeah. And she's like, you know, what do you mean my credit card will go through? And I literally did not. The next words that came out of my mouth, and I said, you're driving from Houston. We don't know what would happen to you on that trip. And she just sat there, and she was just silent. She was being saved. Something. From something. From something. But what I realized is if I am truly honoring flow, that was not in flow. And to be able to have teachers and mentors that are so impeccable with that, it's like, no question, she's not coming. Okay, but wait, let me ask you this because, okay. okay, so now this is like exciting because I talk about resistance a lot and how do you know, because to me, this is my like little spiel and I'll keep it really short, but to me, resistance equals authenticity. It's like Elizabeth Gilbert, big magic. Like when you have this idea or something, it's like 
your ego wants you to fail. So it's going to come up with every idea in the world why this is a bad idea, why it shouldn't work. So how do you distinguish like resistance from like uh, it not flowing or like a break in the flow? Like how do you determine this is just resistance? Like Stephen Pressfield, I'm all about the war of art and like resistance is this goddess and you have to sit down every day and you have to do the work, whatever. It's him and Gay that like basically helped me form authentic audience and then you that helps me keep it going um, on days like today, for example. Um, But this idea of resistance to me is so strong people and it comes in so many different forms. And to me, it means you're on the right track, but it could feel like it's not in flow. Yeah. I've never been asked this question, but it feels super exciting to me. I wish you could feel what's going on in my body Um, and what just popped in and let's, let's, let's workshop this right now. It would be kind of fun for listeners to see how you do, but what pops into me is resistance is an interstate and inner and um, and not in flow is an external possible state. Okay, so let me tell you. Uh, I'll give you another example. I had this. Um, I had this. Uh, anyway, I had a distributor in the UAE, and this this we get an attorney. My um, anyway, they said that we have to give up the formula to poopery. And nobody knows the formula. It's like Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's my right, formula. Right. I, you know, I have it literally locked in a safe. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> and. Um, Anyway, so we found this female attorney in the UAE, which I was excited. I'm like, yeah, rock on. Let's do this. And my assistant, the phone call wouldn't go through like six times. She's like, I don't understand. I called before, you know, what happened? And I'm like, that's, I go, hold, pause. And she goes, what do you mean? Cause she's trying to push through. And I said, no, 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 no. Something's not right here. Tell my attorney, he knows me. And he's like, okay, got it. We'll find another attorney. Three weeks later, he calls me back. He's like, Susie, I got the new attorney. You're not going to believe this. You don't have to give up your formula. So, so to me, in my experience, resistance can come internally, like I can't do this or limiting beliefs or thoughts, or that's old programming. What I teach in a live OS, you know, the new program I have is that we go through and we are, we are program, we program ourselves. We're programmed by society. We're programmed by our genetic, you know, we come in with some genetic programming. So we come in with these kind of programs and then they're for survival and those are the mechanisms that I, I consider what you're talking about resistance. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I could be creating that externally, but whatever, there's something right. going on. Okay. Yeah. So who is it the chicken or the egg? I don't know. But what I do is look at my external world and go, this is not a friendly place or, you know, not a friendly happening. So let me pause, let me go in. Then I can reshift that programming which I do. I do hypnotherapy. I do EMDR. I work with Psyche. I work with lots of subconscious programming in order to shift my inner state. So then my outer world shows up differently. Does that make sense? Uh, yes, that okay. was an amazing answer. Mic drop. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Uh, got, got what I needed. No, seriously. I think that makes so much sense. And I think resistance is internal and it, sometimes it can appear external, but really thinking about it, like I have this course, that I've been telling everybody I'm putting out, everybody listening is sick of hearing it. It's marketing fundamentals. And I went to sit down and record it and it did not translate. And I had to listen. I, you know, I don't like looking at myself on camera. I'm much better live. Um, And this course needs to come into the world. Like it isn't a live idea in your words. And was it resistance? What was it? It was both. I decided it does. This isn't how it comes into the world. I need to do it live. And it was my 
my strategist. This is why we pay coaches a lot of money. I'm a strategist. I pay lots of strategists. Like it's the best money spent coaches, mentors. Um, I can't scream it enough from the rooftops, but I was telling her what happened. I didn't meet my deadline. I didn't shoot the content. I was like, I'm so much better live. And she goes, so do it live. And the aliveness, what you're talking about, I got so excited to finish the PDFs, which was totally yeah. resistance before I was doing everything but finishing my PDFs. But it was a good idea, right? So it wasn't like a break in the flow, but it was a little bit of both. And so now I'm doing it live. I'm taking 20 people and yes. then I'm going to record it all and then launch it evergreen. So they'll have the recordings for a smaller price, but I'm going to take 20 people for a ridiculously low rate, kind of like what you're doing right now with Alive, this beta mm-hmm. group totally the price is like i was so close to signing up i've like out so i've like overspent on my mentors right now when i when it came into my world i saw and i was like oh my gosh this is a one time thing i can feel it this beta thing like it is never going to be this slow again um but i didn't sign up and oh, you um, should have just messaged me <laughs> i would have liked you in timing 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 exactly all in timing <laughs> divine timing is so real but um it's that same idea right like it's this, what, sort of what you're doing this beta thing and then you can launch it in a way that like you can scale and maximize and la yeah. la la so it's just interesting and i think that that was like totally the perfect answer and i'm really going to start thinking about that i mean you're you say like very profound things very quickly. So I can't wait to go back and hear this. I'm like, wait, I just need to like take that in. And I process in the moment and I'm still like 10 minutes behind. So well, uh, I just, oh, hold on. One other thing that I want to say about that is that what's so exciting and Katie Hendricks taught me this was what, what new wants to emerge So while you didn't, you feel this resistance, right? You felt the resistance inside um, and something was happening. But what it was is that this is not the way to do it. So as when you paused and stopped, you were able to come up with this idea through a strategy or whatever that felt alive. So something new emerged that was more in flow and was more alive for you. hundred percent. And I posted like one story. I have a very small Instagram following 11,000 people. Most of them like do not give a shit about marketing um, (laughs) at all, but they should, everyone should. Um, But I posted it and I'm only taking 20 people and like 65 people, you know, swiped up and we're like, I want like, nope, now we're in flow. Like now we're back. Yes. I'm chill bumps. That's so good. So anyway, it's very exciting. So anyway, the last part of that question is once you know, an idea is alive, what's your next step? Like, how do you coach people into actually bringing that idea? Like what is the first step um, in bringing it to life? To ask yourself, what's the next action step I can take within my reach? That's so important within my reach too. Yeah, because so many people will be like, I want to be an astronaut. It's like, okay, what's the next action step? I've got to go to space school. It's like, well, no, the first step within your reach might be to, you know, email NASA and ask, how do you be an astronaut? You know, I don't know, but it's like within your reach And then you can keep taking these steps within your reach and realize if it is alive, synchronicity comes, the coach happens, the strategist happens, that puts it in place. Because here's what else I want to say that is the most exciting part, and I feel so excited you're going to get this. Okay, so remember when I said resonance is two energy waves traveling together, the one plus one equals five. What we forget is that we are only 50% of of this equation. There is another energy that is the idea itself that's bringing its own energy to the party. So we think we have to do it all ourselves, right? 
So what, what it means is this idea has its own energy and it wants to live. So it's going to start attracting and pulling in things the same way you want it to live. That's where it comes through. So that's where the magic starts happening. All of a sudden the strategist calls and says, hold on. Like you set that up perfectly or the idea did somehow the energy set it up perfectly to get back in line. So the resistance to me that you had was merely this isn't in line with what wants to be created and the way yeah. it wants to live. Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting to me and I love that what's exciting to me listening to you is this is the way that I think about the world and you're so successful thinking about the world this way. I'm like, okay, so if I keep thinking about the world this way, I don't have to change. Like it's, it's really like affirming and also just like keep going kind of like moment I'm having because everything is energy. Everything is sacred. Like I've been trying so hard, like my astrologer the other day, she was like, you're usually more psychic than everyone in the room. You need to start looking at how to do this, what to do with it. Like last night, um, I had one of the worst phone calls come in that I've ever had in, in business ever, maybe even in her, like just everything shattered. And before the call, and I am not one to do this. I am very hyperactive. I like cold showers. I don't like hot baths. I cleaned the whole house. I saged the whole house. I lit every incense. I lit every candle. I sat at my shrine and I got in the bath when the phone call came in. And it was like, I had just energetically prepared without even knowing. And my first reaction was, I was just starting to relax. Like, why, why, why? Like the universe hates me, blah, blah. But I'm like, I just set myself up to be in that place to receive this. And I'm so trusting of that. And I think oftentimes, especially in business, I'm constantly like, like, okay, I hear you. I hear you intuition, but like, I'm trying to do business here and it really Mm. needs to be the other way around. And I'm, as I'm getting more into it, like my, the person who actually coached me, she's a Ted talk coach on that talk, marketing your Dharma. She is such a witch. She masks herself as a Ted talk coach. And she is just like the witchiest witch. And she wrote me this morning. She's like, feeling you, sister. Like, you know, let's check in as I'm like literally in a puddle. And it's like, this energy is so real. This is all I want to surround myself with is company and people that are like, you know, coming in energetically and fueling this sort of, you know, bigger to me from that talk is like the more people living in flow, living in their purpose, it's healing the world. It's raising the vibration. I I really believe it. So it's so beautiful that, um, you know, you can have this way of thinking and be very successful, um, Mm -hmm. and influential, um, and sharing. I'm so glad you have such a big platform and people are hearing you because it's such an important message. And I just, you know, I'm bowing down that you, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, um, vulnerable, uh, to, to speak and to say the things that you say with such conviction. So I, uh, (laughs) thank you. I feel so certain, you know, it's like, I don't feel that I'm selling anything. It's like, this is what I know. This is my experience. And it's so easy to, to, to talk when, you know, you, you just know this, you know, like for example, the Alive OS course, it's literally like breathing for me. Mm. You know, it's like just when I go into it, there's zero things that need to happen or done. It's literally like breathing. I'm like, okay, here we go. You know, it's, that's when you know it like in your core. So there's no question that's going to get me off center. It's like, okay, let's explore this. If I don't know, well, like I said with that earlier, I'm like, hold on, let's explore this. But it felt right. The answer, you know? So yeah, I guess I'm just not scared anymore because I know, I know this is the truth. 
That was literally my next question is if anything, what scares or stresses you slash like keeps you up at night sort of on maybe looking at it from like a, a direct business standpoint um, as an entrepreneur, like, because my two questions are always what keeps you up at night and what gets you out of bed in the morning? Um, you know, and if, if anything, you know, or do you rest very peacefully these days? I do rest very peacefully. I cannot think of the, God, you're so, you are really are psychic. Um, I can't think if you had asked me yesterday, when's the last time I stayed awake at night? I literally can't tell you. It's been a really long time. Last night I woke up in the middle of the night, which was so bizarre. I thought it was morning. I had something ruminating in my mind and it was about one of my businesses. And uh, I, I have a, a project that someone's on and I don't feel it's in flow and they really are attached to it. Mm. And so what, where I still feel scared is when someone else wants something so bad and I know it's not like, I feel this in my gut right now and I know it's not right. You know, I still have a little bit of that pleaser, like, okay, we're just going to keep going along with this a little bit. And that's what kept me up last night is going, okay, Susie, you know, you can't keep going along. You know with what this. you need to do. Yeah. yeah. And I had the conversation this morning and. Oh, wow. So that quickly. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. 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 I was clear. Cause I don't stay awake at night. I'm like, this is, I, I've been, I need to address this. And we had, you know, some wobbles and it was kind of some rag, you know, uh, some energy was presented from the other person. And then, uh, he went away and then came back and was like, I hear you and you're right. You know, mm. I've been trying to, I've been trying to prove myself and I really wanted it. And it was just so sweet, you know, yeah. and I'm like, I know what I want it for you too. <laughs> oh, so I think it, that's so beautiful. Cause it's just the honesty, you know, and the truth. And the, like, I've had that same situation where I knew we had a hire and I knew from day one, like one sentence came out and I was like, Nope, 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 nope. And my husband is just, he's all earth in his chart, like just all earth, all rationale, but also sees my intuition and like gets it, doesn't get it, but fully gets it. You know, on some calls, I'm like, I don't know anything about this contract. He's like, that's okay. Your intuition is enough. And he was like, come on, let's like give it a chance. Da, 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 da. I'll own it. Like I'll take responsibility. Sure enough, we had to fire the person four weeks later. Yeah. And just like we could have set, set her free, you know, a month earlier. And, and so I tend to be also like impulsive. I'm doing air yeah. quotes um, because I don't necessarily describe myself as impulsive, but other people would. And so I have to sort of find that balance between, you know, the minute I know though, you just know, and there's no going back. And sometimes I get these, oh. these hits and I'm like, why? Like, no, I wish I could unsee that. But it's like, you can't, you can't unsee it and you have to mm. act. And okay. So what keeps you or what gets you out of bed in the morning? What's like the most exciting thing about, you know, business, being alive, spirituality, whatever it is to you, it's all, you know, I feel like it's all one in the same, but what's, you know, what's the most exciting thing to you? Yeah. So what gets me out of bed in the morning is everything. You know, I really surround myself with so much aliveness. Like I love waking up. Like I love it. I, I'm one of those people, like it doesn't take me, I, when I, my eyes open, I'm awake. And I'm like, okay, let's go. So I have this little bit of an eager bunny, you know, or lab puppy kind of, you know, persona that's like, okay, let's go. What, what's going to happen today? Um, so everything really gets me up. But what is most exciting, I'll just say what I'm curious about is that um, 
I, I've been up here writing. Uh, there's some people that want to do like a series on my life. And what I realized is I have to write a book first because really you don't own your story until you write a book. I don't know if you know this, if you sell your story right now to a, a TV series that you really don't own it. Anyway, it's very confusing and I figured out I have to write a book. So I, yes. <laughs> you know, one of my friends said, you know, the problem with why you haven't written a book is because you have five, you know, that's the reason. Cause I'm like, how do you put all this in a book? But really I have to write this. And that's been really exciting to me. We, we had a major showrunner from one of, I mean, this is a deal that you just don't get that they wanted to pitch me a series um, based on my life. And anyway, it ended up that I, um, I said no to the, to the pitch and we've been writing this ourselves. So uh, I've been here with a friend that's been writing this and it is so yummy and so delicious and so alive. I want to just keep writing more. It's just, um, it's, it's everything. And, you know, people, and, and even sometimes my conscious mind will come in. I'm like, we know nothing about writing a series, but what we're doing is it's so fun. This poetry has been downloading to me. Um, I'm Clara audience is Clara audience. That's the way you say it. I'm Clara audience. I'm clairvoyant and I'm Clara sentient all, but I hear things and I'll it's a just, lot of information coming through a lot. Yeah. I hear it. I see it and I feel it. So, um, and I've just started honoring that, you know, I used to be like, Oh, I see some, you know, I hear things, but what I realized is, Oh, this actually is a gift. I need to honored that more. So I've been getting these lines of poetry coming through and like in this, this guy that's here with me, he's riffing off that poetry and we're writing together and it's just so alive and so, so beautiful. Oh my God. It's so fun. So that's what feels exciting to me right now is how can I tell the story, not from a victim because you know, I've had a lot of drama in my story and how do you not focus on the drama yet have a voice and yet show that it is a part of spiritual evolution. And that speaking up is what we need to do. Um, but how can we do it in a, a kind and loving and still compassionate way where it doesn't create more harm, but it actually creates more good. So that's my latest challenge that feels really exciting. Oh, I love that visual storytelling. My background is in uh, film and television and I worked in LA and TV for a long time. And what? Um, that's what honestly marketing is just really good storytelling um, and telling the truth. So it makes sense to me why you're so successful because you're such a good storyteller. You know, I look at, I always look at success and I'm like, okay, what is it? What's happening here? And to me, what's really beautiful is authenticity always wins. Like it's every interview I do, it's at the core. I'm like, man, the intention, you know, the intention, number one, is it niche? Is it specific? Does it solve a problem? Is there a why? Is there a story to tell? Is there a truth to sell? Like all this stuff, check, 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 check. So that's, you know, one of the you know, if you, I look from a big picture, like why Susie Batiste, it's, you know, it checks all my boxes for success and something I want to emulate. And it's really hard to find oh. honestly, someone truly like that was one of my last questions is who inspires you. I'd love to know because, um, I'm constantly in my righteousness or whatever you want to say, but I'm like, is there anyone doing it the way I want to do it? Like other than Susie, like, are they out there? Um, and I can't wait for this storytelling. I can't wait for this because I think the visual medium, um, is such a beautiful, beautiful space to play. Um, mm -hmm. especially when you're so creative and have this story and yes, there is five, I can feel it in you. There's more than five. And, you know, I had a call with a psychic. I want to write this book called when I was an asshole. Um, and, <laughs> the conclusion of the book, by the way, is I'm still an asshole. And, um, I was like really stressed out that 2020 had to be the year for like whatever reason. 
And my psychic was like, hold off. What you're going to write about hasn't happened yet. And also there's five books. So like, just be, you know, get specific, start with that first thing. Like, don't try and pack it all. And I tell this people with online courses too, like you have so many courses in you. I can feel it. Let's start with one. What's one problem we can solve? Like what's one, one niche audience we want to target. And then we can go from there, you know, and I have them visualize their ideal client or their dream customer, or their archetype and calling it in and all of that stuff. And so they think they're getting a marketing strategy, but what they're really getting is like sort of this resistance, intuitive, like weird coaching that I haven't fully stepped into. Um, and that's why I'm, you know, so inspired by the work you're doing because you have the businesses, you have the products, you have the services, and you have this like mentorship and just like the alive program. Um, can people sign up for that right now? Or is there going to be another launch? Is there a wait list? Yeah. Okay. It's a few, quite a few hundred people right now, but we are going to do another one. Um, cool. I don't know when they're waiting on me to say when. (laughs) But yeah, I think last I checked, I, I don't know. We it's got, going well. Yeah. I think yeah. We got quite a few. Yeah. We had 800, over 800, almost 900 applicants for the first one. And uh, I only wanted to take a hundred because I didn't know. I'm like a hundred feels good. We ended up with 148, but because um, of friends and family and, you know, everybody's like, I want in. I'm like, okay, come on. Yeah. But anyway, it, it feels amazing. I can definitely feel that I can carry also, um, it's really a container. I didn't know how large of a container that I could hold right online and for eight weeks. And to me, this 148 does, it feels like the container could go way larger. It could get bigger. Yeah, exactly. So that's it's what good I know. To know. It's good to know. That's the first, I always say beta test smaller, like then we can go bigger. And it's like, who doesn't want an 800 person wait list? You can sell them anything at this point. They like, you know, can't wait to be in. So, yeah. I mean, you're doing so much right you know, in the terms of like just living, but also from a marketing standpoint, I'm like, okay, yeah, this makes so much sense. Like where, but the thing that I was waiting for and it came recently, you, you launched it. I was like, where's the course? You know, I was like waiting for the course. I was like, that's the, like, she's got the thought leader. She's got the product. She's got the high ticket mentorship. Like where's the course? And then there it was. So yeah, it's just very beautiful that you have so many different offerings. Um, and this, this, this series that you're talking about, that could be a free way, um, for people to learn from you and hear your story. And I always try and, you know, provide value to people and meet them where they're at. And so by creating a book or a series, it's like, you can get so much. I've had people write me saying just from your podcast guests alone, I've made so much progress in business. Now I can afford your services. Like now I can afford to work with you. This one girl this week said, everything I've done is advice from your guests on the podcast and your episodes. And now like she's ready to hire me. So it's like having that intro, intro, intro offer um, is very exciting that you can start to reach the masses and masses. Like not that you're not already doing that, but well, anyway. I, I, I want to say real quickly, because it's, it's just a fun, I think, um, story for you and I, that um, the way I did the course was, so I wrote this course 14 years ago, and it was called Inside Out, How to Create a Life You Desire by Going Within, right? And I had five women in the course, and this was when, after my spiritual sabbatical, I was sitting at home listening to Gangaji crying all day in this enlightened state, and I knew what wealth and happiness was. I just filed bankruptcy, but I didn't care. I didn't need money, didn't want it, but I knew where wealth comes from, right? So I started teaching this course. Nobody finishes it. I put the binder aside, like, oh, I haven't made money. Okay. So then I go on this 14-year journey, end up making all this money 
money. But last year, my employees got me an astrology reading for Christmas, and the and my um, ex husband had brought this binder over to my house because he cleaned out, um, you know, an attic. He was moving out of our, our house that we lived in. And it was sitting on my desk and this astrologer says, you did something 13 years ago that the world wasn't ready for, but it's ready for it now. And I look over and I'm like, wow, oh my God, I wrote this course 13 years ago. And she goes, oh yeah, you're going to teach people about money and energy. And I'm like, oh, well, there you go. So wait, it gets even better. This is so good. So anyway, I, the, the course was really based on a book called the game of life and how to play it by Florence Global Shin. Do you know that book? I do. Okay. Yeah. So it was really about that. So I call Gay and I said, Gay, I said, my gosh, this, you know, tell me my whole synchronicity story. And I said, you know, I need to, how can I check out about relaunching this book? And he goes, I think that's pretty easy. And I'm like, really? How? And he goes, well, I think I own the rights to it. And I'm like, oh my God, he had published that book what? like 15 years ago when I was reading it. Wow. That's chills. These are the synchronicities I'm telling you about. So I, what I knew is that I have to write this course. I have to rewrite it because it was written on principles 14 years ago. So I just updated it with all my learnings from 14 years, but that's how the course came about. It was really just this incredible synchronistic because I didn't want to do a course. I didn't want to be, I'm like, I've always said, I don't want to be Tony Robbins. You know, he can't get out of being Tony Robbins. Finally, somebody who's saying they don't want to be Tony Robbins. I don't. Tony, sorry. I think you're great, but I want, I want to be able to leave Susie Batiste behind someday and go you know, do whatever I want. Yeah. Oh, that's so, that's so important. Yeah. To just acknowledge like that's there. That's different. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, oh, isn't, isn't that fun though? Yeah. I love this story. I love it so much. Um, yeah. I know that I feel like I could talk to you all day, but you're a very busy person. So my last question is, um, there's a lot happening in the world right now. And I have a lot of entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, people just starting out, uh, or haven't even maybe begun to even understand what that feeling of alive is. Um, but know that there's more, even like me right now today, I'm feeling a little bit lost. Um, and I know, like, thank God I have my spiritual practice, right? I'm just like, this is why we do the work for days like this. But if you had one piece of advice for somebody feeling lost or um, confused around, especially finances um, or like investing in their own business or the entrepreneurial, you know, struggle, um, if you could give one piece of advice, uh, what would it be? I would say drop, I have a line and a spoken word and it's drop the shit that's weighing you down. So what I would really do, especially at times right now when we need to lighten our load, <laughs> another poop pun, is really look at what is truly, I just feel this in my body, I have chills everywhere. What is causing that weight? You know, because there is something and there is a point or a source. It could be a belief. It could be a belief that's actually manifested in something physical in the world. But I would really tune in instead of running from the denseness. I would dive into the denseness and say, what is that? And do everything you can to drop it and move away from it. Because it's really hard to find something alive when you're in muck, right? So first, get yourself out of muck. Start getting out of the things that, and then you can start moving towards things. Then the space is there for you to move towards things that make you feel more alive. It's so simple. And so, so simple. Yet we don't do that. And now. hard. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, I'm just, I can't wait to share this, uh, with my, with my audience. It's a big, it's a big one for me. It's kind of like, well, now who do I interview? I got Susie with <laughs> 
Now what do I do? I feel like we have a lot of interviews in us. <laughs> I, I know. I'm excited. I'm just, I'm grateful to know you. It's been, um, you know, a, a while of trying to get in touch. And then when all like sort of life came crashing down this week, I was like, of course, I have my Susie Batista interview on Friday. And I'm like, get in the shower, boss up, like put on some mascara, and, like, get to the office. And, and I'm so glad I did. So I'm just, you know, for everybody that wants to find you or learn more, where's the best place to go? What's all the calls to actions, if any? Yeah, SusieBatiz.com. Um, and on Instagram, I'm just Susie Batiz. And I answer those DMs right now. It's fun for me. So I don't oh. know how long how long I'll do it. Not on Facebook, but on Instagram I do. Awesome. <laughs> SusieBatiz.com. Yes, so beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I really uh, it's an honor to share this time with you. Um, Thank you. You're awesome. You're awesome. <laughs> I'm so glad I watched your talk. I would love to have that again if you'll send it to me because yeah, yeah. I was really inspired by it. I thought this girl gets it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how much that means right now. So I, I yeah. just appreciate you. And um, we'll wrap this up to everybody listening. Um, as always, if you if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be here. So thanks for helping me do what I love. And until next time, keep growing.